Guys, welcome to the third and longo, your premier NFL betting podcast, giving you an inside edge to go green each and every NFL weekend. I am your host, Tony Longo, alongside the incredible Jimmy Handsome. Jimmy, how's it going in your neck of the woods? Are you excited for the 2021 kickoff here tomorrow? Yeah, man. As always, it's like uh, Christmas Eve, bro. You know, you get so excited. The, the only thing that sucks is I hate the winter. <laughs> so I don't mind the fall. I just hate the cold. I know it's not a problem for you down there in uh, beautiful uh, Florida, but man, up here, you know, it's going to be turning soon here. And, uh, you know, the NFL is the best part of the year for me, you know, in terms of having to live in the winter and everything in the cold. So it, the weather sucks, but I'm excited for football though. So it's kind of uh bittersweet you know what I mean summer's yeah. ending but hey at least football's here so yeah I'm excited man ready to roll man I cannot wait it's the it's the betting Christmas for four months here <laughs> Jimmy so I can't wait for kickoff tomorrow um, I know I gotta gotta make back some uh money I lost betting baseball oh that just sounds it just sounds terrible <laughs> I could yeah, never bet baseball. it's 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 not fun <laughs> Well, awesome. Jimmy, let's uh, let's give the people what they need to know and who to follow. You can follow me myself on Twitter at Tony Longo 17. That's T-O-N-Y-L-O-N-G-O 17. And Jimmy Handsome, you can find him at, at Handsome Jimmy 13. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you go ahead and break down how we did last year? Because I, I think the people need to know. Yeah, so last year we were real strong with the locks, uh, 14 and 6 on our locks of the weeks. Um, I'm not great at math. I don't know percentages really all that well, um, but I do know that's higher than 56%, which, correct me if I'm wrong, that's what you're st- shooting for to be profitable. With 70%, the, uh, Jimmy, we hit 70 yeah, All right, so we are 70%. So we're way over profitable. So when you got a minus 10, uh, minus 110, you know, you're laying that with every spread, that you know, little extra 10 cents, that's the VIG you're paying. So you have to hit over 56% of your picks when you're laying minus 110 to be just a little profitable, to call it a winning year. We're hitting at 70% over here, man, on our locks. Um, this year, we're planning on doing a little something different. You know, we're not going to change that. We're going to hit at a great clip like that. No changes there. But uh, what we're going to do here, keep it a little shorter, keep it a little tighter for the listener. Um, we're both going to be going over two leans that we like for the week week. Then we're going to be going over our lock of the week. Um, and that one, you can basically take that one to the bank, you know, call up your mortgage, uh, company, be like, Hey, I need a second one on this drop that, you know, on our play lock of the week. Boom. You're flipping out basically. Yeah. Yeah. You need to put a second mortgage on Tampa minus nine the other night. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I hope that, yeah, that, well, 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 we can hop into that for a minute. Um, well, yeah, we're going to end the show with the rapid fire, go over the other games just so we're touching, giving you just a little soundbite of what we think um, on some games that we're really not looking at, but we'll give you our side of it just in case you're looking for a little more information. Um, so we don't have it written down here to jump into, uh, you know, on what we're going to be doing today. But yeah, w- give me your thoughts on the the Dallas-Tampa game. You got anything? Yeah, so I, was, I mean, I'm in a, a group chat, obviously, with a bunch of fantasy ladies and uh, betting betting hook groups basically and i was everybody's taking tampa the line was yeah. pushed up kept going up and up i was saying how can you how can you bet that it's you're getting nine points to this dallas team we knew the offense was going to be amazing prescott all the word that was coming out was saying he's healthy he's ready to go we knew that offense was going to be good we knew the tampa defense was going to be well but i thought kellen moore uh, had a great game plan kind of just yeah. went completely away from zeke which yeah. 
kind Which of smart. Kind of can be smart. You know, Zach threw it, Dak threw it 10,000 times. Um, but that's fine. That's how you have to go in and kind of beat Tampa. That I think they executed on a plan and they almost did, man. If Zorline didn't play like shit, I saw a bunch of funny uh, Twitter memes of like, you, you know, the Madden when the kicker thing goes all the way to the whole <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what Zorline was on all night. Yeah. Um, he was you know, playing so on was all a- Madden. Yeah, I thought, you know, it doesn't really show out as a high-scoring game. I thought the Dallas defense showed up at times in, you know, in the second, kind of late in the third quarter when they needed a – when they had a bunch of, what, four turnovers in the game. So I thought they yeah. showed up at times. I think this Dallas team moving forward, I really like them. I think they're going to coast and take the NFC East. I know you have something to say about that because I think you're a pretty big Washington guy. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like Dallas is going to be a good team. Tampa just comes in, man. Let's just talk about one thing. How does Brady look so goddamn good, man? Yeah, Still, I know he has the weapons. I know he has the weapons, but we saw it happen to Manning, uh, you know, the 39th year, you know, when he was playing at 39. We saw what happened to Breeze last year. The arm just completely pulls off. And this guy, Brady, just keeps fucking going. He doesn't stop. And it's just at this point, you can't, you can't doubt him. I remember like four years ago when Kellerman was, went on, uh, went on ESPN and he said, Brady's just going to fall off a cliff this year. It's just going to happen. He's 40 years old. Yeah. And it's like the dude is still doing it. And I think they're an easy, I mean, probably Kansas city is still the betting, the betting odds favorite, but they were neck and neck. I think Tampa has got to be an odds on favorite to go back. I mean, to return everybody to come out there, look that good second year in the Bruce Arians air it out system with Brady Brown looks amazing. You have Evans who didn't really show up, but he's still there. Godwin looked, good besides the fumble i mean they have playmakers everywhere and what about gronk how about gronk yeah a resurgence from gronk that night no one expected that um yeah brady brady looked great and you know you can't really hold it against anybody years ago who who said this was going to happen just because we've never seen it before you know it's always been guys hit a certain age at quarterback and they fall off a cliff um so you know, we've never seen anything like this before uh yeah tampa looked great i do like washington in that division uh, I still do. Um, so, but we'll touch on that later, whenever, um, you know, all the people given uh, McCarthy more uh, whoever hate for not running Zeke. Like, what do you want to do? Just hammer the guy into the line 25 times. They would have lost that game by double digits. If they just went yep. to like feed Zeke the whole time. Um, they knew they Vita weren't Bay going a to monster. They exactly. They knew they weren't going to be able to run the ball against that Tampa uh, front seven and they couldn't. So they did it, you know, the way that they thought, you know, would keep them in the game and it worked. Um, But yeah, I just my tidbit on that game. uh, The only thing I played, I I stayed patient pregame because I didn't want minus nine. I I didn't want to play. I didn't want to play Dallas. I didn't want to play. I didn't want to play against Tampa at home opening night when they're raising a banner. Like, I don't want to bet against Tom Brady like Tampa. But to me, though, it was either Dallas plus nine or pass, which is what I did. I passed. Um, I took the under in the second half, under 27, just because there were some fluky touchdowns in the first half. Uh, The turnovers, you know, within a a team's own 10, you know, like stuff like that usually doesn't happen twice. So um, I did. I liked Tampa minus six and a half a month ago, but, you know, I didn't play it right away. And once it got to nine, you just can't you can't lose that value when I sit down and I look and I'm like, Oh shoot, I lost three points of value here. Like you kind of just have to pass. Like, I understand if you want to tease it, 
if you wanted to tease Tampa down and then tease it with a game like the Rams or the Niners or something cool, but you can't just go and lay nine points when you had a shot a couple weeks ago at six and a half. It's just, yep. you're going to lose in the long run. Right. So yep. Yep. Um, we're time. trying to make money in the long run. So yeah, but I, it, I thought it was a great game. It was a, a great way to kick off the season. Great game. Great game. Um, Man, usually those kickoff, those openers are duds. And that was just a great game. Had everything no, was, you wanted. Down yeah, to oh, that yeah. Tom Brady look at the end when he's about to get the ball back with a minute and a half to yeah. go. I don't know if Do you, you saw that. You know, I did. I did. And I also heard something I was upset about. I was very tired by the end of that game. I might have been nodding <laughs> off. But I, yeah. I heard on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast uh, the next day, him and cousin sale. I heard that Tampa on FanDuel was plus two seventy when they got the ball back and needed that field goal. That so that didn't even sound right to me. Tampa, you could have got Tampa plus two seventy with like a minute or what was it, two minutes left? It was like some crazy amount of time left. Yeah, it was and, a and minute all, thirty. Yeah, and all Down they needed, one. all they needed was a field goal, and you could have yeah. got Tampa plus two seventy. That doesn't even sound right. I wish I would have, yeah. wish I could have been all over that. Yeah, yeah. You we see don't have some FanDuel arbitrage here those... yet, but. You see those arbitrage and some of those live lines with some of these. That you uh, got to pay attention. Spaces. Yeah, you yeah. got you got to. Yeah. Live betting is live betting is the way to go. It's the, it's the way to bet going forward. And yeah, it's absolutely. hard. We can't really touch that on that in this show. We can kind of give glimpses of how we would, uh, if the game goes a certain way, how we would live bet it. Yeah. But definitely pay yeah. attention. If you're betting at home, live betting, most of these betting sites are going to have live betting um, throughout the UI. So just pay attention. Yeah. Hammer you some can, lines. You can, you, steal, can great, uh, you can steal some money for sure. Yeah. If you're paying attention, yeah, you I can steal best, some money. I have the best live, uh, the live line bet. I think I've, I think we've discussed this on the other pod, but I'll drop it real briefly. Um, during that Atlanta Patriots Super Bowl, I was extremely heavy pats that Super Bowl. And uh, I was going, going for broke and 28 to three, the money line on the pats was like plus 1500 or plus oh yeah that's that's so, worth 20 50 bucks just for fun you know what i mean and i it's exactly what i that's exactly what i did jimmy i hammered 50 bucks on that uh, why not my night go made my night go well i thought i was throwing it to the winds uh but i, I didn't want to hedge it's the super bowl you're drunk and i said let's fucking go but let's let, let's get going here let's talk let's fucking go let's start and kick off our lean of the weeks yeah, we'll hop into our leans here. I'll kick it off, man. Uh, what I like here with a lean, uh, Texas – or wait, I'm sorry. Well, actually, no, you'll, you'll be able to work with that. My apologies. We'll kick it off with the leans here. First one I like here, man, is the Texans versus the Jaguars, over 45 and a half. Um, I'm just going to keep this one pretty simple here. These were the two worst defenses in the NFL last year. Um after the Jacksonville's week one game where they looked very well against the Colts, they upset the Colts week one. I believe I had the Colts week one a horrible game by the Colts to get upset by Jacksonville. Um, only win of the season they had last year, right? Only win, yeah. Okay, so they won. Their Twitter, their Twitter account dropped after that game. The Jaguars Twitter account was like one down, 15 more to go. Yeah, yeah. They, um, yeah, yeah. I think they gave up – it was 28 points a game after that uh, – and then the Texans weren't, weren't much better than that. Um, so I, I don't really have uh, – I, I really like the run game out of the Texans here. I like the running backs that they have. They have Mark Ingram. They got Phillip Lindsey. Um, the concern is that with a Tyrod Taylor-led team, 
that the Texans are just kind of kind of when you have those two running backs, I feel like they could just kind of pound the ball. You know what I mean? Slow the game down here. Keep Lawrence off the field. Um, but yeah, I, I just I really like this here just based on two bad defenses. First game of the year could see some sloppy tackling. Um, I don't really have too much in depth in terms of uh, statistical analysis and all this and that. This is just one I like based off of you're getting two horrible defenses um, in what's going to be in a dome. Uh, so we know the weather is going to be fine. Um, I, I like the over here quite a bit. Um, so yeah, that's my first lean here of the week. Yeah. I mean, that over seems shockingly low, uh, you know, speaking just on those two defenses, I mean, you got to just take into account it's Tyrod Taylor. Trevor Lawrence could come out. I mean, he looked decent in the preseason, had some throws, but both franchises look like they're going to be a mess. Um, and what happens in those games, usually usually the offense can take advantage. So I kind of lean with you here. I like your lean, the over here, 45 and a half. It seems kind of low. So, and, um, and you know me, I, I know you always say this is a weird thing of mine I, that I, I do kind of backwards, but that low number could, you know, kind of scares me a little bit. Like, you know, how you always comment about it every time I do that. Like, oh, why? like that number is so low. Like that yeah. seems like they're trying to give away money here. Um, just real quick, something I was reading though. Uh, Houston, 16 games last season, 13 of them went over 45 points on the total. So they were giving up a lot of points last year. Yep. Um, this one obviously is at 45 and a half. So we just got to get over 45. That happened 13 out of 16 games last year. Um, and yeah, it was 30 points a game that Jacksonville gave up um, last year after that first game of the year, 30 points a game, they were getting dropped on them. So no, no big additions to either defense here, nothing to scare you off. Actually the Texans are trading away defensive starters. So, right. yeah. So, so yeah, I'm with you here. You, you lean that also, you like that a little bit. I like that. Yeah. The Texans literally have no coverage guys. They just traded a yeah. uh, road out to the saints. They're, it's, it's obviously a clean, they're just trying to clean house and trying to restart this. Who knows what they're going to do with Deshaun. That's a whole nother saga. I know we're yeah. Dolphins fans, so we're heavily tuned into that. Um, but yeah, who knows? Both defenses are atrocious. I mean, the Texans are actually doing something smart, right? They're hire, They're taking on a bunch of vet guys to minimum deals. I think they're almost their whole roster's turned over. I think they signed over 40 dudes this summer. A bunch of them wow. were cut, obviously, but they signed an atrocious amount of players. They're just going to see which ones stick, you know, on some low – you know, almost min deals, just see which guys stick and yeah, kind of help you build for, for the future. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of build still surprises me that they use their, they obviously didn't have a first round pick the Texans because of the Tunsil deal. Then they go into this year, they use their first second round pick on a quarterback when they, this should just be a full rebuild. Why wouldn't they just wait until next year taking yeah. uh, mills there? You know, I, I don't know. Their, their organizations in disarray, Bill O'Brien kind of you know, yeah. Oh, Bill. Yeah. Out. Bill O'Brien being a GM was not yet. Yeah, he, he should have, should have had no control over personnel. No, they, he's not a bad coach. No, not at all. Coach, no. And an but, even better coordinator. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know what? The Texans aren't in a bad spot if they can get a Watson deal done before next year's draft, if they can get the two first rounders they're looking for two first, two seconds. I know they're trying to get like three, I think, but if they can get two they and two, get the Tunsil deal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if they can get a really good deal for Watson, they, who knows, man, they could reload pretty quick um, and be on yeah. the right track in no time. Yeah. I mean, look at Jacksonville. There's a lot of hope in Jacksonville now with Lawrence and, and, and urban Meyer there. So, you know, they could be, 
the next Jacksonville in a year or two, at least from the optimism side. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean they're going to yep. be good, but. Yeah, I think Jacksonville's a, a year away. I think the Texans are at least a couple years away. Oh, yeah. Def, definitely both teams that are trying to rebuild, trying to flip. I think Jacksonville landed the big piece because I'm fully confident in Lawrence moving forward. Uh, I think he's going to be, you know, a top 10 QB at minimum. Uh, I, don't, I don't see how that dude can fail. No. Um, so let's move on. I like that lean, Jimmy. Let me go right into one of my leans. Uh, it's one of my – it's probably my favorite lean – I almost made it my lock of the week, but we'll start slow. I got the Dolphins plus three. Don't call me a homer. Don't call me crazy, but I like the Dolphins spot coming in here, getting three points. So they're basically Vegas is saying this is because fans are back. I know we talked all year last year how it's a three-point swing, home versus away, but we the Vegas didn't really know how to take that into account. You know, they were looking at like one, one and a half. They were trying to account for travel and not being at home. But here we're finally seeing full fans are back in stadiums. We're seeing a three-point dog right now in Miami. So Vegas thinks these teams are pretty much even if they played in a neutral field. I don't see it that way, Jimmy. I don't. And here is why. I think the Patriots upgraded their roster significantly, had a bunch of guys that opted out last year because of COVID. They're back in the building. Uh, The Patriots obviously made one of the more shocking moves uh, in the last couple weeks is – cutting cam and announcing Mac Jones, you know, the first round draft pick this year as the starter. There's a lot of optimism around Mac Jones of what he can do, but I think that's more surrounding, not because of him specifically, but more surrounding the Patriots organization and how they put players in situations to succeed. I think, I don't want to call say Bill's lucky, but he had some luck in finding Tom Brady. I mean, he took him in the sixth round. It's not like he really reached for him. That was really his guy. Obviously he's the greatest quarterback of all time. No one's going to knock that. Uh, but he's also had, he's also been able to pick up guys like Jacoby Brissett uh, in the second round. He's also been able to take guys like Garoppolo. He's proven that he can mold these quarterbacks. And while Brissett and Garoppolo aren't world burners, they're not all pro guys. They're guys that have gone into other situations, started games and won. I mean, Garoppolo, people forget two years ago was in the Super Bowl and people are quick to forget that he's a good quarterback uh, and I think people the optimism around this team is around Mac Jones uh, week one and how that team can get ready for him but guess what he's a rookie starter this Dolphins defense was very good last year it's much I don't want to say much improved but it's improved from last year to this year obviously key additions with Jalen Phillips you have the the stud cornerback tandem in Byron Jones Xavier Howard you got guys like Igbahogany had a good latter half of camp. You got guys like Nick Needham. The, the secondary is extremely good, and the front seven has gotten better. Um, obviously, with Jalen Phillips, you still have Ogba there, uh, Christian Wilkins in the front. So uh, I think they're going to be able to take advantage of Mac Jones, and I think it's going to be a surprising wake-up call to all these national pundits that are saying, oh, I have more confidence in Mac Jones than Tua. I think he's going to succeed slow your roll. This is a big test for them. Week one. I know they're at home and Bill Belichick knows how to game plan, but so does Flores and, and, and Flores is a, he's not to the echelon of Bill Belichick, obviously, but he's a good coach in this league and one that knows how to get, get his team prepared. Uh, the biggest talking point, I know we talked pre-show it's really about Tua here, right? It's, it's, he looked not amazing last year. I think there's a lot of circumstances as why that would happen. The supporting cast wasn't good coming off a major hip surgery, COVID notes, OTAs, the list goes on and on. 
But let's forget about that for a second and move into this year. Preseason looked strong in both the preseason starts. Um, he looked more confident. I think the pocket awareness is where he excels and people miss that. People aren't honing into it. I know the guys that really study QB pay are paying close attention, but his feel for the pocket is his greatest strength. His arm strength might not be, you know, he doesn't have Justin Herbert or Mahomes arm strength or Josh Allen, but what he does have is the anticipation, pocket awareness, where to go with the ball and the pre-snap reads. I think moving into year two, he's much more comfortable in the system. And I think this is a big litmus test. I think yes. this is a, an important game to get off on the right foot, start this week strong, and show everybody. Because the supporting cast on offense, we talked about the defense. The offense got measurably better, adding Jalen Waddle, who's, who's my vote. I think he's going to be the best rookie wide receiver this year if they use him correctly, and I think they will. Albert Wilson comes back. They still have Devontae Parker. They have Will Fuller, who won't be there this week. He'll be there next week. Gaskin looks like an improved runner. He put on about 15 pounds. The offense has the pieces. And it's about Tua. This, this it literally rides on Tua because I think the team around him, if you insert a Deshaun Watson, if you insert an Aaron Rodgers, I know there was speak before the season started when he wanted to move about Miami possibly making a move. If you insert one of those guys in this team, immediate Super Bowl contenders because the pieces on defense, on offense are around them. This is a good team. They've, they've done a lot of right moves and it falls on Tua. I'm a Tua optimist. I think he goes in there and gets it done. And I think that the, you know, the conversation of the round, around the Dolphins starts to change after this week. Yeah. So there's been a lot of high praise thrown around for Tua. Also, we had Dan Orlovsky saying that, you know, Tua is the best RPO quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, back, I believe it was June an anonymous NFL GM also said the same thing uh, that Tua um, could be the best RPO quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, when we're talking RPO, I mean that you, you're, you hit on it, decision-making, you know, his arm strength, you know, it's not, you know, what you would ideally want from somebody, but if they work an offense around that, if they build this offense around him and what he does well, I mean, I feel like the sky's the limit for him. So my only concern, man, is just uh, I, I don't think you're going to see Mac Jones throw it 40 times. Uh, my only concern is Bill Belichick and how well he does against young QBs, uh, Dolphins being on the road in a very hostile environment that hasn't had fans in you know a year and a half, however long it's been. Um, and that run game in the defense, like, I, I don't know. I, I see a low scoring game. So make sure you shop around. Cause I do, what did you, what did you have it at minus three? I'm, I'm seeing three and a half some places. Um, if you can with, get it at three and a half, get the hook. I mean, yeah. With a little, the, there's a little juice. I'm seeing uh dolphins plus three and a half. It's minus minus one twenty five. So I, I definitely like a shop around if you can get that hook. Cause I see a low scoring game, both teams, very good defenses, both teams, very good scoring defenses. So I see a low scorer here. Um, I lean under a little bit too. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would let my fandom get a little bit of me here and I, I would take the hook with Miami. I, I like a Miami plus three and a half. I, I don't know, man, you touched on it a little, uh, and we talked about it earlier pre-show. A lot of things went their way last year that usually don't go their way two years in a row, turnover differential and all Talking that. about the dolphins. Um, yes. About the dolphins. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see it, We're going to find out if they got better or if last year was just a fluke and we're going to find out very early. Cause Hey, if they, if they lose this game by three and they look good 
I'll be happy with it. You know, it's a tough win. It's a divisional game on the road against a Hall of Fame coach. If they can, if they can lose by three points here and get a cover, as a fan, I'd be happy with that. So yep. it's going to be interesting to see. We're going to learn something about the Dolphins very quickly here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I think they're one of those swing teams, man. I mean, we have those upper echelon teams, and you know, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Bills. Uh, and then we have the, the the bottom tier with the Lions and the Texans. We kind of know where they're going to be at. I think the Dolphins are one of those swing teams, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's a couple things go their way. They they can be right up there in contention with Cleveland, uh, you know, and some of the better teams in the AFC. So we'll see. It's a good litmus test. Um, and, and, you know, some key guys for New England are out as well. Stephon Gilmore is going to be out. Yep. Um, you know, they have some they have some guys that are they're going to be missing as well. I, I, I honestly, I don't like their secondary. I think it's it's. Not yeah, as especially good as it if, was if Gilmore's out, absolutely for sure. Yeah, especially yep. missing their their arguably their best defensive player. Um, yep. If you yeah. if you guys like draft, if you guys like props, I, I definitely I would take the Jalen Waddle over here. I think he's going to be starting. Will Fuller suspended week one. I saw the over under prop for him is at like right around fifty yards. I think he goes easily over here. I, I would smash that. I already have myself, um, but definitely I, I agree with what you said. That's my lean of the week. Dolphins plus three and a half if you can take them. Uh, take it to the bank. I really like it this week. All right, man. Yeah. Well, I'll hop into my second lean here. Uh, what I'm liking it, the Kansas city chiefs minus five and a half. Um, again, another line you want to look around at here because we saw it at six, six and a half. I have it at five and a half uh, where I play check it. If you can get a five and a half, I love this. I think the love has gone way too far in the off season for the Cleveland Browns. Um, Kansas city was on, on a war path, ready to roll this team last year before Patrick Mahomes got hurt. This game would have been a blowout in the playoffs last year. What was Kansas city's biggest weakness in the super bowl last year was their offensive line. I know this uh, Cleveland defense is tough, ferocious. They get after the quarterback. I'm yep. not going to take that away from them. They're a good defense, but the upgrades here on the offensive line, what they brought in Orlando Brown, uh, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Whew. Trey Smith, and yep. Lucas Nying. My only, my only concern with that is continuity. You know what I mean? Like when you have the offensive line, guys have to gel, right? They play as a unit. Um, you can't just have one stud left tackle and then four other guys, you know, me playing four other positions on the O-line and we're going to be good. Like you have to have cohesion on that line. You have to know what the guy to your left and the right is going to be doing on every play. Um, I love the chiefs here, man. Uh, Another thing that concerns me is their receiver depth. Uh, is Hardman going to step up for them this year? Uh, they lost Watkins. So now it's really on Hill and Kelsey. I think you're going to see Clyde Edwards Hilaire come on big time. Uh, everybody was high on him last year. He was a first round, early second round pick last year in some fantasy drafts. When you look at Andy Reid and his past with these type of running backs, we're talking LaShawn yep. McCoy, uh, what, Brian Westbrook. Um, yep. am I forgetting one more? Um, I mean, what's his name? Um, I don't want to say priest Holmes, the, the one after it, but yeah, yeah, the, um, so their rookie years, they come out, everybody's like, Oh man, Reed with this running back, they're going to be great. Not all that great rookie year. Second year, they really take off. I think you're going to see Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We're talking probably what, like over 80 catches this year, at least. I, I don't know. Is that too high? I, I think he's going to have a great year for them. I think they're going to use him the same way you've seen Westbrook and McCoy use um, and Cleveland here on the other side of the ball. 
I'm just not ready. Every year we do this. Every year we're like, oh, Cleveland, Cleveland breakout team, Cleveland this year. And yeah, they made it to the playoffs last year. Didn't really work out all that well for them. Uh, a thing that concerns me big time is Odell Beckham is healthy and back. And if you look at the statistics of when Odell is on the team, on the field for this team, Baker Mayfield is what Jekyll and Hyde. He's a completely different quarterback. Um, when Odell Beckham's playing, his numbers drop off drastically. Odell's in his ear. Give me the ball. If he's not getting the ball, he's complaining. He's on the sideline complaining, halftime complaining, post-game complaining. So I, I really don't, they tried hard to trade Odell this year, right? Am I crazy? Or that, that yep. had, they, they tried to move Odell this year. I think he hurts that team a bit. Um, and I, I really like the chiefs here, man. It, yes or no. Arrowhead's one of the toughest spots to win a football game. Ooh. Yep. If not now, the toughest. And it's a very common theme for me this week. Yeah. It might be the toughest in the NFL. You're right. It might be the toughest place to play. And this is going to be a common theme for me. We got fans back. These fans have been chomping at the bit to see their chiefs play for a year and some change. Now they just had to watch their team lose a super bowl. Now they open up at home against a playoff team against a team that thinks they can beat them because they almost beat a Chad Henney led Kansas city chiefs team. And they would have, if Henny, what Henny came up with a huge third down throw or fourth down throw to yep, Hill. Fourth down. Yep, fourth um, down. That one throw by Henny changed the whole game. Uh, but now yep. Mahomes is back. He's not limping. He's got an O line. Um, I, I really like the chiefs here. I think the love's gone too far. If it was Kansas city seven and a half, like I would still understand it, but there are people still betting, uh, the Browns at plus five and a half. And it, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. I mean, we saw this line come down. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of Cleveland love and I think deservedly. So the offensive yes. line, the offensive line is one of the best in the league. I think their roster from top to bottom is Top top three in the NFL right now, current state. Um, offensive line is one of the best. The defensive line, you have Miles Garrett. Their secondaries improved. They added Jadavian Clowney on that defense. Who, um, who I, I'm and again with the who's questionable. Not I mean, you know, you can throw a tag on anybody at this time of the year. Yeah, but Clowney is questionable. They have have a couple other players too on the injury list uh, that I think we're unsure of. I think it's it comes down to Cleveland. They got to play the style of game they want. This is year two in Stefanski's yes. system. That's a lot of the you know. There's a lot of buzz coming out for Austin Hooper. Going to have a, a big second year after they obviously signed him to that big forty-two million dollar deal last year, um, and he was a little bit um, underwhelmed uh, in his first year in Cleveland. So this is a tough one for me. I do like your lean. If you see it at five and a half, I love it because obviously Kansas City, when they want to, they can just go out and. Honestly, they can, they can make it feel like they can do whatever they want. I think they'll be ready to go week one. They're going to you know, be motivated and want to take care of a team that they almost lost to in the playoffs last year. And I think Cleveland had a successful year last year. I yeah, think oh, they yeah. put the roadmap yeah. on, they, hey, we're here now. Like this has been building for two, three years ever since they drafted Baker and he had that pretty they had a good rookie season. They had to let down the year after. And then last year it was like, hey, we got to put it together here. Obviously got Stefanski. They, they got rid of Mr. Kitchens back there. Um, and so they went into last year. I thought they had a successful season. This is going to be a big year for them because I think almost unanimously they're they're second or third in the AFC. However you want to order the Bills, Kansas City, and Cleveland, they're in that mix. And people are very high on Cleveland. So am I. But I think the Chiefs' week one, you can see it for five and a half. I like your lean here. Yeah, uh, 
just real quick before we move on, I, I forgot I had it pulled up somewhere else when I couldn't find it when I needed it. But Odell Beckham coming in questionable with his knee. Yep. Uh, yeah. Treader on the defense or on the offensive line coming in with a knee. Jadavian Clowney illness. Uh, he is questionable with Grant Delfit hamstring. Ronnie Harrison Jr. ankle. So two players in the secondary, both two safeties, and and it is a very strong secondary, but two safeties questionable here. And then a big one, man, uh, Chase McLaughlin, McCollin, I don't even know how, McLaughlin, their kicker has a right hamstring injury and questionable. I mean, if this game comes down to a field goal, you know what I mean? Um, Which doesn't help the five and a half, but you know (laughs) what I'm talking, if we're talking missed extra points, mixed field goals, I mean, you've seen what happened with Dallas on Thursday night, missing a few field goals and extra points. So yeah, I just, I mean, if we're taking from what I've heard, uh, you know, sharps professionals, they now consider home field like two, two and a half points. It's not the three that it was. So if we go two, two and a half points, they're only saying here that Cleveland uh, or that Kansas city is only three, two and a half, three points better than the Cleveland Browns. Um, and while Cleveland did make some big strides here, I, I think people are just kind of – are people kind of maybe sick of Kansas City and hearing about them? Maybe they want somebody else. I don't know. Like, I, I think Kansas City is still the team to beat here. And I getting them under a touchdown here at home to open the season, I think it's, just, <clears throat> it's great value. And it's going to win more often than not. So it might not win tomorrow, yep. but it's going to win more often than not. I'm, I'm full on board. All right. So let's go, let's go back into the, my last lean of the week. Call me crazy. This one's probably going to catch a lot of people by surprise, but I really, really like Arizona plus three heading into Tennessee. There's a lot of hype around Tennessee. Obviously, big name additions. Got Julio Jones, one of the most, I don't want to say prolific, but efficient offenses in the NFL last year. Tannehill uh, for Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill has obviously had a a, a regurgitation of his career, if you will. He's performed very, very well in almost every statistic. I was looking at something yesterday. He's in, in passing, passing yards per attempt in almost every efficiency metric. He's number one in the NFL the last two years since he started. Yeah, very surprising um, numbers when you look at him. Yeah, and, and they, people can't knock him for it. He's playing well. I think the Titans are, are – they're upgraded. Obviously, adding Julio adds another dimension. Obviously, you got the monster in the backfield and Henry. Who can slow that guy down? But guess what? Arizona made additions too. On that offense, bringing in A.J. Green, I don't think he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver this year, but adds another, you know, red zone, you know, down-the-middle weapon. I think it would be utilized more like a tight end this year, like Larry Fitz was in previous years. He might have some gas in the tank left. Obviously, with D-Hop, they got Rondell Moore. Chase Edmonds in the backfield, I think, is going to be a a good – a key figure here, obviously, of James Conner as well, but I think James, uh, Chase Edmonds really shined last year moving yeah, that offense. I think Edmonds will be the guy by the end of the year yep. for sure. A couple of weeks we'll yeah. see. Edmonds is good. Edmonds is good. I think Kyler Murray had a fantastic – he had a, a good first half of the year. He kind of slowed pace. He got a little injured, was scared to run. I think going into this year, I really like Kyler Murray. I think the knock on this team is no one believes um, in their head coach right now. Why am I blanking on his name? Kingsbury. Um, Kingsbury, Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury, the tech, Texas man himself. Uh, I think, think people were really down on him the, in the preseason the offense. Looked super vanilla. It was kind of shocking to see because they have all these weapons. They need to. They need to try. I mean, Andy Isabella is still on there. Rondell Moore, AJ Green, D Hop, Chase yeah, Edmonds. Is, is yeah. the is 
because there an arg- is there an argument to be made that they're intentionally vanilla in the preseason? I mean, a lot of I teams so. do that. Exactly. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't exactly. overreact here to Arizona, um, because yep. I, I I like where you're coming from with some of this because I I was surprised by it. I I had the Titans when I saw this a few weeks ago. I was waiting for minus two and a half to hop. I I, I like the Titans here, and I've backed off of it a little bit. And yeah, I I like what you're saying here with it. Yeah, I, I think Arizona's gonna gonna shock some people this year. I think I think they're gonna be a really good team. I think they're a 10-11 win team this year. Kyler Murray year three. Uh, I think he's gonna make even even further progress. I like the offensive weapons around him. The defense retains some pieces. Obviously, they didn't get rid of Chandler Jones. Uh, they still have. Um, Obviously, they lost Patrick Peterson, but they have some pieces there on the defense. That linebacker last year they drafted in the first round. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Simmons, uh, I, who Isaiah I like. Simmons. I like a lot. He was getting some some shit though in the preseason. Uh, yep. But I I liked him a lot when they drafted him. He's kind of a do all. Yep. I mean, you call him a linebacker, but man, that dude can rush. He do can everything. play coverage. He could be a safety. You know. Yep. Yep. He's. Buda, I think Buda gonna... Baker back there as well too on Buda. the on the secondary. Yeah. No. No. Bringing uh, in JJ Watt. No Metcalf to get. bringing in JJ Watt. How could yeah. we forget? Yeah. yeah, bringing in JJ Watt. The defensive line is going to be is going to be stout. Uh, I think they're missing some pieces on the secondary, but uh, who isn't in the NFL? To be honest, you, you so, know what angle I like, especially early in the year, is Kingsbury's on the hot seat. You know, um, he was brought in to be this offensive guru. You know, uh, spread you know spread option, flinging it all around, Murray running, and I. I think people overreacted to Murray being banged up last year. I think he was hurt more than people knew and they let on. You saw him limping a lot in games. And if you look at his rushing numbers, I bet him under on his rushing total. Like the, it was like week 15, they finally figured it out. But like week 10 to 15, he was not running anywhere near as much as he was. You could tell he was a little banged up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he was banged up. Yeah, you can see the rushing totals from the first half of the year to the second half of the year. He actually had a quote. He came out uh, in a press conference a few days ago, and Kyler kind of scaring the fantasy community said, hey, I'm going to look to run less, uh, take less of those hits. Obviously, I'm a smaller quarterback, and I needed to be smart and rely on my arm a little bit more and rely on my teammates, which he has the weapons around him. I think you're going to see him do that. I think this Titans defense is not good. I think Arizona, if they play their cards right and Kingsbury can bring that offensive guru mentality to this game, I think Kyler can throw the ball all over this Tennessee Titans defense. It was one of the worst in the league last year. Yeah. They didn't oh, yeah. improve much this year. Uh, and, and a big loss for the Titans on the offensive side of the ball, it's not a player. It's Arthur Smith, the, the, the owner of FedEx, the founder of FedEx, his son left, uh, and, and now he's uh, head coaching over in uh, Atlanta. So I think that's a big loss for them. Uh, and we're going to see that trickulate down because he was actually the, the, the offensive play caller as well. So I think that's a big loss for the Titans. Uh, and I think Arizona comes here and shocks some people. I, I wouldn't mind taking this money line, man. I, I think Arizona is going to go in there and win. So getting them at plus three, I'll take it. I like it. I like it. Nice. So we're done with the leans and the leans were good. They have you feeling good, but now we need to head right into our locks of the week. Jimmy, my favorite time of any episode. I love giving people winners on top of winners. And we were absolutely fantastic last year, hitting at a 70% clip, going 14 and six on our locks of the week. And I see no plan on stopping here. I see no plan on stopping now. I think we're going to keep this heater fucking rolling because, Jimmy, I promise this lock is going to hit. I am more confident than any other game this week. 
I have Minnesota coming in to Cincinnati as three-point favorites, and I think there's no way they don't win this game by more than three points. Jimmy, let me just break this down for you. I think Minnesota had some very tough injury luck last year. Their offense was actually really good. Cousins, no one talked about it because the team wasn't winning games, but he had a really good season uh, last year. Obviously, we saw the emergence of Justin Jefferson, uh, who's going to be fantastic this year. Uh, we have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Adam Thielen still rolling around back there. A big loss in uh, Irv Smith, but they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. I think the offense is going to be rolling. And on the other side of the ball, it, it, I'm talking about Minnesota, the defense I think is going to be much improved as well. I think they oh, yeah. actually have a good defensive unit that wasn't, be, wasn't able to be showcased. And you have a weird dynamic for um, – Mike Zimmer defenses, they, they basically go year on, year off, year on, year off. If you look historically, and last year was their off year, this year is going to be their on year. They have some playmakers on that side of the ball. Uh, and then moving over to Cincinnati, let me lay the cases why they're not going to be. Joe Burrow, after that injury last year, didn't, didn't look good. I mean, he touched the ball a couple times in the preseason, didn't really take any significant snaps. Uh, the word on early camp is he didn't look comfortable. He was in a no-contact jersey for most of camp. Um, we have Jamar Chase, who they spent their first round pick on, was dropping balls left and right. Yeah, and, uh, and so so crazy to me that Joe Burrow, your star quarterback, and, you know, if things go right, he could be one of the best ever in the league, and you take another receiver instead of trying to protect him. I know Sewell yeah. hasn't really looked as well as people thought he would. Slater's looked great, but whatever. Yeah. you still I, they, That's so strange to me still that they don't try to protect Burrow better. It's shocking because that offensive line they took in the second round they took the kid out of clemson who was projected to be a third or fourth rounder at guard yeah they did not draft um, well i don't think and did, did you see the did you see the jamar chase quote about football yeah football. <laughs> i i he does not uh, something doesn't sound right i, I don't know yeah. yeah i mean they have other guys obviously tyler board is still there t higgins t higgins t higgins is great really, yeah who had a really good year last year too uh, I think they have the offensive play, the, the weapons. I think Minnesota's D-line is going to be able to get after them with Hunter. I think the offensive line is still one of the worst in the league. They didn't really do much to improve that. Uh, and Joe Burrow, this is his first game, really. He didn't take any preseason snaps, really. I think he took three snaps and he handed the ball off. Um, and yeah. I think this is his first game coming back into the action after that really bad injury. I see no way. I, th I think this line is off. Minnesota minus three. I think Minnesota is a much improved team. I think they can honestly go win that division if the turmoil in Green Bay kind of causes enough, you know, shift in that locker room with Aaron Rodgers. I still think Green Bay is probably is, is the odds-on favorite to win, but I think Minnesota is a dark horse. I think they're going to have a, a bounce-back year here, and I think they're going to take care of business week one. I, I really do. I think touchdown or over, they're going to win here. I like this a lot. This is one of the things, this is probably my number two favorite pick. So I, I'm all about this. I also like, you're talking about Burrow, Rusty, didn't do a lot in preseason against a veteran quarterback, Cousins. Um, I like a first half here look too. You can get, oh yeah, you can get Minnesota minus one and a half first half at minus 105. So yep. you a little less on the juice. You can go first half also since he come out rusty. Um, I like this a lot. And you know what the biggest mismatch is, in my opinion, is the coaching, man. Zach yep. Taylor versus Zimmer here. I think Zach Taylor, man, he could be. He's on the hot seat. For sure. He's. I think he might be the favorite for first coach fired. I'd have to look yeah. it up. But yep. from I think a week ago I heard that he's the favorite for it. So I, I, I like this one. Yeah, it, it, you, you touch on it exactly. I think Mike Zimmer is a, a really good head coach. Oh, yeah. I think Cousins, Cousins gets a knock. I mean, I think he's 
you know, he's in that middle echelon of quarterbacks from 12 to 17 or 18, but he's right there. He's not bad. He's not bad QB. No, not and, at all. Uh, and I think they're going to go in there and they're going to, Minnesota's going to be able to take care of business. I love this pick. Honestly, take out second mortgage on this one. This one is coming uh, to cash. Especially with the weapons, man. With Justin Jefferson, Thielen, what is it, Irv Smith, the, the tight end? I they Irv Smith's out. He's he's out for the – he's going to be out for a while. I think the year, actually. Um, but oh, they, they, they got, really? They got those guys – yeah, it's a big loss. And they lost Zach Rudolph, too. Well, yeah, um, they didn't have – or Kyle Kevin Rudolph. Kevin Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle, yes, Sorry. yeah, to the yeah. Giants, yes. Yeah. I didn't know that about uh, Irv Smith. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, that's rough. That is rough. But anyway, yeah, so, still a lot of weapons out there, though. Yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson had one of the best rookie seasons of all time for a, from a wide receiver, and you still got, you know, MVP dark horse for me. I think Dalvin Cook, I think he could put together a 2,000-yard-plus season. If Minnesota looks good, I mean, those odds you can get on are like 60 to 1. It's possible. They don't give it to non-QBs, but it's possible. I, I, like, their, I like their offense this year. Defense going to be better. Lock it in. Lock it in. Minnesota all right, plus man. minus three. I like it. All right, man, now heading into my lock of the week here. We're heading to D.C., baby. We got the Washington, don't call me the Redskins football team, at home against the L.A. Chargers. I love Washington here, man. I'm loving the football team. I don't even yep. care that they don't have a name because um, they're just going to be here to play football. I I don't understand this one. I don't get it. Um, I'm a Justin Herbert believer. Uh I wouldn't have been mad if the Dolphins drafted him over Tua. I liked what I saw out of the kid, and obviously he had one of the best rookie QB seasons, if not the best rookie QB season of all time. Um, I think he's going to be great, but I do not get this with a West Coast team with a second-year quarterback who hasn't played in front of fans in the NFL yet, traveling all the way across the country to play in D.C., where this Washington team hasn't had a good team in a long time, yet the fans always show up and show out. So now well, how are they going to act when they come in with a defense that could end the season being the best defense in the NFL? Let's discuss this defense a little bit here. Ooh, that's on, a monster. On the defense, right. On the defensive line, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, and Montez Sweat. I this pass rush is going to be off the charts here. On the yep. offensive line for the Chargers, hold on, I got to pull this up right here just so I'm not making any mistakes here um, while I'm going over my lock. Um, well, they drafted Slater, which is, Slate, a, is a big. Slater's going to be good. Slater's good for sure, and and by all accounts, he's he's playing very well. Had a and great they got the center. season. They got the center for Green Bay. Yeah, um, Corey Lindsay. Yep. Corey Lindsay. And uh, Brian Balaga, they yep. brought in playing right tackle. So I'm going to mention something here that I talked about earlier when I was talking about line play. I'm talking about cohesion and playing as a unit. And these guys haven't taken a ton of snaps together. I mean, Slater's looked great. Cool. That's awesome. But you're starting a rookie at left tackle against this pass rush. Yep. I, I just think Washington's going to be all over them, man. Um, we also now have Austin Eckler coming in questionable. That has already affected the line. Uh, Washington opened, I think it was one and a plus one and a half. It got bet to even minus one. Now with this uh, Austin Eckler move, I've seen it as high as minus two 
I have Washington at minus one and a half is what I have it as uh, currently. Yep. Um, yep. Not even to talk to you. So just based on the defense alone, I love it. I think the Chargers defense is going to be a little, uh, I think they're going to be a little improved here, but Washington bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy who's won everywhere he's gone. And at the very least kept teams in games. He's got some real weapons here in Terry McC- uh, McLaren, McLaurin. Um, Antonio Gibson, call me crazy, but I think Gibson could end up being, he could have the best season of any running back in the league this year. I, I truly believe that this dude is a dual threat, catches the ball. They didn't even throw to him as much as they should last year. They didn't realize yep. they didn't utilize how good of a receiver he can be. Um, yep. but this is really just a play for me on a quarterback who hasn't played in front of an NFL crowd going across the country. This is a body clock game. You know, it's going to be 9 a.m. in California uh, when this game starts. Uh, the Chargers didn't go out early or anything like that. You know, not, you know, some teams, if they can, they'll go out a week early if they have a bye week before or if they're on the East Coast. You know, Harbaugh and Carroll do this often. They'll stay. You know what I mean? If they're playing the Giants, yeah. then they have the Jets. They'll just stay for the week instead of going back home. Um, yeah. So, no situation like this here, man. This is a body clock game with a young QB against this pass rush. I, I, this might be, I know it's week one. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but this might be my play of the year. I, I love this very much. I, and you know, everyone knows I'm very high in this Washington team. I'd like them to win the division. Um, but yeah, I think they get off to the, on the right start here. We also have a rookie head coach coming to play yep. against Ron Rivera Ron Rivera, probably a hall of famer someday. Um, it's not that far fetched a, a, a great coach, you know, um, yep. yeah, you know, you can argue whether or not he'll be in the hall of fame, but you can't argue that he's a great coach, definitely a great defensive mind. Um, so yeah, I, I love Washington here and I, I love what they could do here. Yeah. And I mean, you know, another addition for them, the D line is probably the best, best in the NFL. I mean, we saw the bucks D line. It's, you know, it's between them and Washington for me, uh, the best D lines, but they also added William Jackson uh, this year in the secondary, who is yes. fantastic as well. He's going to be awesome uh, with Kendall Fuller. Yeah. So when you, sec- when you, their, their secondary is really good, bro. We're talking Kendall Fuller, William Jackson at corners and Landon Collins and Bobby McCain. Like I, these are dudes, either they're like high end or oh, they're McCain veterans. Like yeah. Yeah. They're, they're either high end players in the secondary or their veterans have been and been around for a long time. You know what I mean? Like I, yep. I don't need a all pro at every position, but I like a veteran that knows what he's doing. Um, the only thing here, the receiver depth could be a little bit of concern. They have Adam Samuel's Humphreys out. listed. Yep. Curtis Samuel is done. They got Adam Humphreys now listed as their number two receiver. Um, but That's hey, tough. Logan Thomas, man, is a big, you know, breakout candidate for a lot of people. And here they, in the have tight the, end position. they have their draft. They have their draft pick out of UNC, Deami Brown, who is really highly rated by some. I know Chris Sims had him as number one overall wide receiver prospect. He's a really good deep threat. Uh, ran like a 4 3 four forty. Uh, so people are expecting big things out of him. Obviously, McLaurin's going to have a big year. Like you said, Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson. I think the offense is going to be much improved from the quarterback play they had last year, uh, which was yeah. atrocious, which yeah, is really no bad. quarterback play. Yeah. And then this year you have some experienced guy that can lead a team like this with a stout defense. It's almost rem- reminiscent for me of like the Joe Flacco Ravens, right? The Joe Flacco yeah. Ravens, just stout defense and a guy that can come in there if he gets hot, which Fitzpatrick can get hot. That's why they call him Fitz Magic. 
Uh, and we've seen him too. It's really depends. Can Fitzmagic not have those down games that we see him have yes. sometimes? And yes. th- those are usually not the first games that he starts, right? He usually starts off hot, then he cools down. Yes. I don't think he starts off cold and then heats up. I think he's prepared. I think, like you said, Ron Rivera is a good head coach. Uh, defense is going to be something to see. So I, I, I agree. I'm on board with you. I would lock in our two and parlay those. You know, I'm, I'm concerned about the receiver depth. I do like the parlay of both those picks too very much. I will actually, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'll just say it now. I'm going to parlay both of them. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick rarely ever had two good wide receivers. He would always just yep. lock into one receiver and target him 19, 20 times. So yep. I, yeah, I think McLaurin, McLaurin here, I, that's all he really needs. I know Logan Thomas can be good too, I, but I expect I would, I wouldn't be shocked by, double digit targets to both of them this week and some targets for Gibson here too. I I don't know, man. I I don't, you know, it's not going to be a shootout here. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, So yeah, give me the defense and the home team in a low scoring game. Love it. Love it. Let's move on to the the last portion of this. We'll move on to our, our rapid fire selections where we'll give you one by one, just quick little blurbs of who we think is going to take it. Uh, and maybe you can get some leans yourself. So we'll start here with our rapid fire picks. Jimmy, let's kick it off here. We have Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo being a six and a half point favorite. What you got? Uh, I lean, I lean Pitt. Uh, not because I'm a Dolphin fan living 45 minutes out of Buffalo. Um, I just think the line's weird. If it was seven and a half, that you know what I mean. It seems like they're yeah. trying to get people to take Buffalo. Um, yep. And I think I think Pitt running the ball, playing D, I, I like that amount of points. I'm the opposite side of the fence here. I like I like uh, Buffalo minus six and a half. If you can get it for that touchdown victory uh, against aging Ben Roethlisberger, I think Buffalo is going to start here strong. Yeah, I, 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 I don't mind it either way. Yeah. Let's go Jets. Uh, the New York Jets are traveling to Carolina where Carolina is a four and a half point favorite. This one's tough. What you got? Yeah, this is a tough one, man. I, I would have to take – you know, again, these aren't stuff we love, you know, it's just a lean. I would, I would lean to the jets. Uh, I like what I see out of Wilson. I like his potential and Sam Darnold, man. I, the dude drops back and sees ghost now playing against his former team, former defense. I, I would have to just lean and take the points here. Interesting storylines, right? We have Tua versus Mac Jones. We got Darnold, you know, it's, it's no one's talking about it, but playing his old team week one at home in new could be a good game. Could be a good game. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually lean the other side here. I got the Jets plus four and a half. Robert Sala, I believe in them. New offensive weapons, all and more can come to play. I'll take the Jets here plus four and a half. Oh no! Next so up, we, we both had Jags. we both had the Jets. You said you'd lean the oh, other way. Oh, you got way. the Jets too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got the Jets yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless we'll I misspoke. The Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Houston. Houston's plus three and a half. So the Jags are coming in uh, three and a half point favorites into Houston. What do you got? Yeah, this one I know we're on opposite sides on. I, I lean Houston here uh, just because I, Jacksonville won one game last year. Like, I, I don't care how bad Houston's going to be, but a team that won one game, I, kn- I know Lawrence is going to be great, but it's his first game and Urban Meyer's first game. So I, I would just have to take the home team getting the hook is, is really that's the only angle for me. Just rookie QB, man, on the road. It's tough. Yeah, I believe it. I just don't believe in Tyrod. Houston's a dumpster <laughs> fire. Yes. I believe in Lawrence. I think they have a couple weapons on offense that they can use. Uh, on UDFA, James Robinson's going to fuck this year. So I'll I, take the Jags minus three and a half. I'd like to look and see what the uh, 
ticket count and the uh, cash count is on this game because I feel like the public's got to be all over Jacksonville with oh, Lawrence. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's Lawrence another does, that's yeah. another reason I would I would I would look Houston just avoid the yep. public. But yeah, this is a, I would don't want any part with this game. I'll watch some of it, but I want nothing to do with it. We'll move up next. We got Philadelphia heading into Atlanta, where Atlanta is a three and a half point favorite here. This one I feel pretty strong about, actually. This was going to be in my leans. Uh, between It was between this and the Chiefs. I, I like Atlanta here. Um, they burned me yeah. a few times early in the year last year, but they started playing very well uh, once they fired their coach. Um, they played really well in the second half and stayed in some games. I, I don't know, man. I think they're going to try to show Matt Ryan off and Pitts and Ridley off. They didn't draft a quarterback last year. I like Mike Davis at running back. They avoided the quarterback last year. Some people gave him shit for it. So I think they want to come out and kind of put a statement up. I, I just, I don't like Hertz and Philly. I, I'm not a, his weapons. I, this Philly team just doesn't look good to me. Philly team looks in disarray. I'll lean with you here. This is a stay away from me. I, I got to see what Hertz starts to do, but I do believe in one thing and that's the Atlanta offense this year with Arthur Blank coming oh, yeah. in. Those yeah. new, I mean, they still got Ridley, who I think is a top five receiver. Um, this is always like an ugly gross game i feel like these teams play every year even though they're not yeah. in the same division it's either like the divisional round or something they always play and it's always like just a shitty one score kind of weird game yeah i don't believe in hurts <laughs> yeah me neither me neither me neither so we'll go on we got seattle going into indianapolis india indianapolis is the home dog being spotted three points here what you got oh man you know these are two teams i like to bet on uh Gun to my head. It's going to be a great game. I'm going to watch some of it, but uh, gun to my head. I, I got to take Seattle. I just can't, yep. uh, I, I can't trust Wentz yet. I got to see it for a little bit. Who the um, hell is Wentz going to throw to man? It's Pittman and nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And Pittman doesn't even get the love he kind of deserves. I think Pittman could be really good. Um, yeah. He's a sleeper this year in fantasy. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that indie defense is good. So I, and, the, and Jonathan good. Taylor's very good. I'm, you know, they're going to run, it's going to be a sloppy kind of game. I think, I, I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think the cohesion with Seattle going in, you know, yes. this year, and uh, with Lockett and Metcalf, they only actually carried four receivers back to the roster than receivers, but they actually got a sleeper in Dwayne Eskridge, who I think can really stretch the field here. Chris Carson comes back, obviously. Penny is healthy. Uh, I like Seattle here. Let's, let's roll with Seattle. I think Indianapolis is going to need some time to, to gel. Wentz hasn't, hasn't been able to play. Um, Let's go to the next one. Probably the ugliest game of the week, I, I think, for my bet. We have um, San Francisco heading to Detroit. Detroit is a home dog being spotted nine points. You're going to call me crazy, but I lean Detroit just because I'm not, oh. laying, I'm, I'm not laying nine points on the road with, uh, with pretty much anybody not named Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes right now. So I, uh, I, would, I would lean, I would lean, uh, lean Detroit here. You're buying into Dan Campbell. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. I would probably take any team in this position. I'm not buying into San Fran. I want to see it. Garoppolo, man. I If it was Trey Lance, if they told me right off the bat Trey Lance was starting, maybe I would look at it that way. But I I, I just have to lean Detroit here just because of the, the spread, man. It's just too high. This is this is a stay away, no doubt for me. But if you know we're taking leans, I, gotta, I would have to go Detroit. Yeah, stay away from this game. I'll lean San Francisco. I think they're going to run it down their throats, but yeah, oh, yeah. stay away from this yeah, one. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of Mostert and Sermon for sure. Let's go to Denver heading into the Giants, the Giants crib here. The Giants are home dogs once again, being spotted three points here. 
This one I feel pretty strongly about. Another thing that I was possibly thinking for a like here. I, I like Denver. I have strong, strong lean to Denver. I think they could be a playoff dark horse. Um, yep. I like Bridgewater controlling the game, not turning it over. Them running the ball, man. Jamal Williams. Um, and Javante uh, Williams and, Melvin. and Melvin Gordon. Yes, thank you. Uh, Jamal Williams now playing with not Green Bay. Right? He's in Detroit. We're just yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit, yeah. Um, yeah, I I like Denver here quite a bit. That defense could end up being a top Solid. five. It's very scary defense. Yeah. The yep. only thing, uh, the only thing that concerns me that everyone seems to be talking about is uh, today is the you know 20th anniversary of September 11th attacks. Uh, Giants fan that that crowd is me nuts. They're doing a whole. Yeah. Like the woman singing the national anthem, her father was a firefighter uh, that died in the attacks. And they're going to be going raucous at that place, man. And will it be enough to keep Daniel Jones from fumbling four times? I don't know. But I, I, I have a strong lean to Denver. Yeah, let's just take a shout out on the 20th anniversary. That's, that's, a, that's an important thing that, yeah. I know that affected everybody. This is Absolutely. a sports betting podcast. We won't offer that commentary. Watch some documentaries this week that came out. Um, the heroes that went into that day so sad i think i'm gonna lean the other side just for that i think the giants are going to come to play i don't believe in danny dimes whatsoever uh and that that offense with galladay has been hurt Kadarius tony hasn't really been able to play in the preseason saquon's been hurt they're coming in hobbled but let them carry the emotional backs of this uh of this week this this uh anniversary date uh i like i like the giants here plus three Next one we got on the list, we got Green Bay heading into New Orleans. New Orleans is one of those tricky teams this year. We don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, but New Orleans is a home dog once again being spotted three and a half points. Yeah, in Jacksonville, too, for those who are might be betting this game. Remember, this is a now a neutral site game. Um, oh, that's right. Yes, yep. it's a it's a tough spot. Another, it's going to be a good game. I will watch some of this game for sure. I would have to lean Green Bay here, though, um, just yep. because of the unknown on the New Orleans offense. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right there with you. Basically, for me, I mean, Jameis could come out and surprise us. Like we got to yes. see, but they yes. have nobody to throw to. I know Callaway's been getting, you know, garnering a lot of attention in the preseason. He had the most preseason receiving yards of any receiver. But who else are they going to throw to? It's Camara. And it's Callaway, and they don't really have anyone else. Troutman. I like so, Trey. I, I like Traquan Smith. I know we were Trey talking Quan about Smith. him pre-show. For I, I like him better than Callaway. They're they're the same yep. size. Uh, yep. And Callow and Tris Smith's like a half a second faster on the forty time. I I didn't understand the Callaway stuff, but yeah. Anyways, so we lean the same way. I think I think yeah. Green Bay minus three and a half. Uh, we'll move on. To, we got Chicago heading into Los Angeles in that brand new that brand new stadium at SoFi Stadium. The Rams are seven and a half point favorites. The Rams also being a lot of people's dark horse to hit the Super Bowl this year with the addition of Matthew Stafford. What do you got here? Oh man, I, what's the over under on when Justin Fields gets in this game? So, so <laughs> I I think never because they don't want him to get hurt. They don't want Aaron Donald getting teeing on. You know what I mean? I feel like they would let yeah. anything. You know what I mean? Like I feel like mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. I, I think they would leave them in this. Yeah, they, I wouldn't mess with putting fields in against this defense. Um, I'd lean Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seven and I, it's a half just is a lot, lot of points for the new QB. Yeah. Seven and a half is a lot. Chicago's, I think, going in underrated. I think Dalton is serviceable. I know he didn't show that way with the Cowboys, but they had a lot of other problems going on last year. So I'm going to lean here. Seven and a half. It's oh. a lot of. That's right. a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I'm going to lean Chicago here with you. Yeah, hell yeah. I like that. 
Uh, then we'll go on the last one. We got the Monday night game. We have Baltimore heading into Las Vegas. Las Vegas home dogs being spotted four points. What do you got here? I know I'll just jump in real quick. Baltimore, so many injuries, man. It's yeah. honestly, it's scary. It's scary. People are going down like flies. Marcus Peters goes down, which no one's talking about because everyone's talking about Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're bringing in every running back that is retired or, you know, is trying to get a job. Freeman was signed. Uh, Latavius Murray was signed. Uh, no, Le'Veon no, no, Bell. no. Le- they were, they were worked out. Le'Veon Bell signed. I didn't see anybody else sign. Murray just they? Murray just signed. Oh, yeah, yeah, Murray. Murray. Signed. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Devontae you said, Freeman's on the practice squad. Oh, they did sign Freeman too. I heard he looked All awful in uh, yeah. his workouts and stuff. Yeah, and he I, was he looked really slow and bad. They actually wow. Th- that UDFA that they have, um, uh, what Tyson Williams, Tyson Chicken Nuggets, it actually looks probably like he's going to be the lead back at least here shortly. So, what do you got in this game though? Baltimore I, minus four. I, give me the Raiders. I can't do it. The oh, Raiders. Okay, the give me the Raiders here, man. I, I uh, just, just all those injuries. It's supposed to be a running team, and you lost your two top running backs, and you traded, you got, or you got rid of Mark, Mark Ingram, uh, this offseason. I'm, with, I bet you they wish they had him back now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I like the Le'Veon Bell signing. I actually like the Latavius Murray signing more. I didn't know they signed him yet. I was looking at it uh, early in the day yesterday. I was hoping I was going to make a, you know, preemptive, you know, waiver claim yeah. on him. Um, I like him better than Bell actually, but too many injuries here, man. Give me the Raiders at home. Uh, I don't know how the hell they're going to do it, but I, I like the Raiders uh, better here, especially they make, they're going to make Jackson pass the ball, man. I, yep. I don't know. Can Jackson run for 150 yards and three touchdowns? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> Probably. for sure. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, give me the home team on a prime time game, I guess. Yeah. I, don't, fuck, I wish this wasn't the Monday night game. I don't, I don't know. There's not many intriguing storylines for this one, but I'm going to go ahead and take the other side of this Baltimore. I think they're just better coach. Yeah, team. I don't blame you. Uh, but Gruden's got to take advantage of this if they want. He's, I don't, he can't be on the hot seat just because of his contract. He's going to get at least another two years, but man dude he needs to turn that ship around he's got to make some he's got to make some decisions there but i'm gonna leave the other side with baltimore all right man successful first week i think yeah i think so too man I, I yeah i think we're in good shape yeah i mean i think we got the heaters here i think we've laid a game plan of how you can bet this weekend of course as always bet responsibly but bet to win and make sure you stay live on those live betting uh on your preferred betting site stay on those live those live betting odds because i think those can take you home some serious cash too stay on your toes absolutely all right jimmy anything else you want to say to the people no i uh good luck to everybody this weekend thanks for listening and uh yeah i'm ready for next week bro come in uh hopefully on a heater already man yeah we'll touch base on it and uh, get everyone ready for next weekend but until then we'll see you soon enjoy your uh enjoy your weekend buddy yeah you too can't wait